With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Still in the basement, no longer alone. With my homegirl Therese on the microphone. Music politics are just chatting it up. Brunch in the basement, see that's what's up. You never know who might run through. Legendary artist or someone brand new. You miss a lot when you miss one day. At least that's what I heard somebody say. But it doesn't really matter what whoever says. It's always a good show with Javon and Therese. Yeah. Brunch in the basement with Javon and Therese. Yeah. Let's see who we got today or what we're doing today or whatever it is, it's going to be good. So step off the Frankfurter. Yo, Fife, you remember that routine? That way you still make spiffy like Mr. Clean? Um, um, a tidbit, um, a smidgen. I don't get the message, so you got to <laughs> okay. run the pigeon. You're on point, Fife. All the time, Tip. You're on point, Fife. All the time, Tip. You're on point, Fife. All the time, Tip. So then grab the microphone and let your words rip. Now here's a funky introduction of how nice I am. Tell your mother, tell your father, send a telegram. I'm like an energizer because you see I last long. My crew is never, ever whack because we stand strong. Now if you say my style is whack, it's where you're dead wrong. I slay that body and El Segundo, then push it along. You be a fool to reply the fight is not the man. Because you know and I know that you know who I am. A special shout out piece goes out to all my pals, you see. And a middle finger goes for all you punk piece. Because I love it when you whack and see despise me. They get vexed, I will next to none contest me. I'm just a plot and see who's pop for three and very brave. On top remaining, no home training because I misbehave. I come correct in full effect of all my holes in check. And before I get the butt, the gym must be a wreck. You see, my aura is positive, I don't promote no junk. See, I'm far from a bully and I ain't a punk. Extremity of rhythm, yeah, that's what you heard. So just clean out your ears and just check the word. Check the vibe. So rumpin' that the brothers rolled the zap. Hey yo, Tip, do you recall where we used to rock? Uh-huh. Those cry routines on your cousin's block? Uh, let me see. Damn, I can't remember. I'll receive the message and you will play the same. You're on point, Tip. All the time, Fife. You're on point, Tip. Yeah, all the time, Fife. You're on point, Tip. You're all the time, Fife. 
So play the resurrector and give the dead some life. Okay, if knowledge is the key, then just show me the lock. Got the scrawny legs, but I move just like Lou Brock with speed. I'm agile, plus I'm worth your while. 100% intelligent black child. My opera presentation sizzles the retina. How far must you go to gain respect? Um, well, it's kind of simple. Just remain your own, or you'll be crazy, sad, and alone. Industry rule number 4080. Record company people are shady. So kids, watch your back, cause I think they smoke crack. I don't doubt it. Look at how they act. We're off the better things like a hip hop forum. Pass me the rock and I'll score with the core and proper. What you say, hammer? Proper. Rap is not pop if they call it that and stop.
listening to W J B R Internet Radio. Your window curtain. Right, right now. 
Good morning. How are you? Good morning. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? I, I can hear you now. I bet with all the echo. Let's see how we can make this work. Hold on.
That is. See, but that's what I go. So, so you can hear me? I can hear you. And you got my echo, right? Yeah, it's not as bad as before, though. Let me try this. How's that? A little better? Nope. Uh, you a little bit. <laughs> This is the thing. This is the thing. This is the thing. I have some stuff to set up. That I ain't supposed to have. So I'm just. How was your week? My week was okay, man. I had a um, an awesome week. Uh, can hear you now. Let's keep going. I'm working on it. Got you. My week was great, man. I tried to get in to hear some of what was happening in the world that was kind of inundated in a lot of my things um, that I had going on personally. But um, I just, you know, I really wanted to chop it up with you today about that uh, Bloomberg Liz Warren uh, episode that took place, you know, I kind of wanted to really peel back those layers and unpack that a bit. Uh, so much, you know, as as uh, you know, you know, I'm a New Yorker, so so much was unpacked in that situation, and and it's such a huge note to, you know, how societal concerns spill over, of course, into the elections, into the, you know, the candidates. And as the Democratic Party narrow it down a bit, you know, with uh, Bloomberg, who, you know, has, you know, since announced his candidacy, will, um, well, his running for the office, will go under such scrutiny, um, you know, in some of his very controversial uh, issues that have come out of his office. 
And, you know, and, you know, I, I, you know, it's no secret. I've never hidden the fact that I absolutely love Liz Warren because she gets right to the point to know, you know, what it is, what it is going to, well, in his case, she um, wants him to be accountable for, you know, some of the issues and concerns that have been raised that are coming out of his, his, uh, his uh, office, coming out of his, when he was when he was mayor of New York City, and there were a lot of things. And the issue that once um, was uh, off topics to speak about is now, you know, in the forefront again. You know, and you know he did a, in my opinion, he did a horrible job. But you know, it's kind of, it's almost like you don't believe your own issues until somebody else puts them directly in your in your face. So, you know, with the issues of controversy, the controversial issues were many. Importantly, it was about the idea of these confidentiality agreements that people sign when, more specifically, when women sign, um, and then after that are subjected to uh, things that breach that agreement. Um, but you have signed this agreement, and depending on, like, you know, let, let's just let's let's unpack this a bit first. You you get a gig, and you sign a confidentiality agreement. Now, this is preliminary, of course. This is before anything goes down or anything happens. You are like right at the employment aspect of it, and you're filling out paperwork as we all normally do at times. You know, coming in, you you bring in all your identification and you're looking over things. And then there's this agreement, okay? And this agreement is about you sharing office uh, uh, documents or whatever that is that goes on, right? Never in that time um, when you're doing it in the beginning uh, do you expect your employer to breach any of the agreements that they're asking you because these are agreements between you and employer, right, about what's going on. Right, and what's not going to happen, and how either party can be liable. Let's just hope it says either party and not just you will be liable. Okay, so then you uh, go into the experience of the job. You have your 30, 60, 90 days, probationary periods, orientation periods, however you want to call it. And then after that, you know, you're, you know, you're in the gig. And then in the gig, on your daily routines, you have a lot of things being done, either or. And said, you know, allegedly said that breach your agreement. Um, however, you are not allowed, and see, it depends on the wording and what's in it. That's why I always stress read the documents and read them from the perspective of both parties. Um, so, you know, and sometimes information or, or documents go one way, they go what you can't do, but they don't necessarily reflect what your employer can't do at any time you know the understanding is that the entities you and the employer the employer being the bigger entity at the time has more vested interests to protect okay and that's not necessarily true because you both have vested interests to be to protect both parties so therefore you get in the job and you have these breaches going on and now you can't talk about them because you've signed a confidentiality agreement. 
right? So Liz Warren was pressing that issue, meaning if these women were not sexually harassed or harassed, now see, let's, and let's unpack that a bit. There's harassment and there's also sexual harassment. And harassment um, doesn't necessarily have to be sexual. That's the most common, you know, or the most talked about or the most, I guess, touchy, you know, but there's also other kinds of harassment on the workplace. We all know that. So you can't talk about any of it, right? You can't talk about anything that goes on and whatever goes on in there. So now you got these things happening and you're bound by this agreement, but yet you need to report it to either get it cured or to get it stopped or to hold the person or people accountable, you know? And you can't talk about it. So Liz Warren was pressing, pressing, pressing former Mayor Bloomberg about, well, if there's nothing and you have nothing in your backstory and these, these issues or issue, whatever it was, didn't happen, then why don't you just release the women from the confidentiality agreement to be able to hear their story, hear what actually did occur? Let this go public now that you are running for the highest office in the country. You know, if you have nothing to hide about whatever you said or whatever somebody else may have said, then release it and let the women talk, speak freely for themselves. And, you know, he kept saying, no, it's not going to happen, basically. He was saying that, you know, the agreements need to stay as they are between the two parties and, you know, that's that. And that was his go-to response every time they were saying, okay, well, you know, we got it. And we want to hear from the women, you know, do they feel the same way, you know? And he's, he held strong with, you know, the fact that, no, the agreements need to stay in place and that's what it is. And whatever occurred, you know, was, was uh, in-house, so to speak, you know? (laughs) And, you know, my thing was he had to have known this was coming. Like he had to have known this was coming and whoever is doing his prep is doing a God awful job. In my opinion, my sole opinion, because it's like you did not have him prepared. He did not look prepared to me. He, um, he looked as if, uh, he, he looked as had been annoyed by it even coming up. And unfortunately there needed to be some kind of structure in his responses to that because that's going to be that's going to be the 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 boat in the wakely women want to know like you know because we already have someone in office that um has not has been proven to not be uh sensitive and not be uh acutely aware of how his actions and responses earlier in his career um, were harmful to women, statements were harmful, statements were flat out egregious, (laughs) and statements were, um, you know, not something we want present elected in our elected officials. So now we have, you know, situations that have come out and how he has responded to them, in my opinion, has been very, very um, poor, going to be the bane of his uh, of his uh, candidacy. So I don't know. It's, you know, I want to, I wanted to kind of unpack that to get your thoughts on it. 
How are we doing? Can you hear me? Shake your head yes if you can hear me because I can see you. Can you hear me? Okay, now I see. Okay. You know, I'm, right. I'm looking at you through Facebook, and I'm, I can't hear you in my ear. I can hear you. I can hear you via Facebook. Ulysses, man, sometimes, hey, let me just say this, 
let me just say this before we um, continue with the conversation here. And um, this is this is this is the thing: we can't do anything alone. We need as many people to support us. And you know, I'm not just talking about just the show, but I think that this is just a clear example of you know what happens in life. You know, you're trying to do or, or make something happen, and it could be two people, but until three gather. So thank you so much. <laughs> because I have so much to say today that I I couldn't forego the show because it, it, something just needed to be said. And I'm glad that you started off the way you did, um, Rez. So Ulysses says, listen to Rez. My opinion, I want Mike Bloomberg to step aside because my take is that he is the second version of Trump if he is in office. On the low, Mm. if he is the nominee, I will bite the bullet on this. But to me, this is a billionaire who is bored with his life and wants to run for president. I also have some major issues with him from the stop for situation. Not agreeing when he was the mayor and issues of changing the team, the term limits while he was mayor of New York City. And and, mm, also everybody, I'm going through so much drama today. I'm also um, recovering from um, a root canal or whatever the heck she did. So I'm having issues in my mouth, which is making me feel a little more evil than usual. Um, I just want to respond first to what Rez was talking about in terms of the non-disclosures and just for a little bit of fairness towards Bloomberg, just a little bit. When I say a little bit, I mean a little bit of fairness. He did announce that he was um, discussing with three of the Lord knows how many people, um, three of the women to um, let them out of their non-disclosures. To me, that's not good enough, but I'm saying a little bit of credit because the way things are going, you don't have to do anything. So I I wanted to address that, that. I agree with you 100%. Um, Elizabeth Warren actually changed my mind. She changed my opinion. I I will vote for her at this point. After that last um, debate, she's my preferred candidate. And I'll tell you why in a minute. Um, after I addressed a little bit of what... Um, well, first of all, let me just say this: because of the way she just came out, she she had my jaw drop. And outside of um, dental work, I, there's not many things that could make me go ah. And I'm not <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> she did it like not once but twice. Um, and um, I think I was kind of sleeping on her a little bit. I I liked her, always liked her, um, but I wasn't feeling her. Um. As far as Bloomberg as mayor of New York, I was there during that time. He was awful. Um, just a step 
a half a step above Giuliani, who was the worst. Um, but Bloomberg was, was really, really bad. And I remember being in a car late at night, going to a club with my then-girlfriend and being pulled over by the police for absolutely no freaking reason, and the police shining the flashlight on her leg up and down the thighs for no fucking good reason. Um, And it wasn't shit I could do about it. And I also remember a time during that same period um, there was some traffic down in the village, and I was um, going. I guess I was going towards the Holland Tunnel, uh, or going down there for whatever, maybe to a club, whatever. I was still hanging out back then, and um, I was with a young lady, and it was there was a traffic stop for some reason, and the officer was telling me. There was an officer telling me to stop, slow down and stop. So I slowed down and stopped. Another officer, when I say this man, jumped on my car and said, hey. And I said, oh, you know, like he scared the crap out of me. He said, I'm telling you to move ahead. If you would stop looking at your, your girlfriend, like really mad that, you know, like, Whatever. I guess he saw that I was gay or whatever. I don't know, but I wasn't looking at her. I was looking at the other officer who was giving me direction. So I told him, I said, look, man, I was looking at the officer. I wasn't even looking at her. And he said, okay, just go ahead. Just move. And I'm, I'm talking about this is just the way. That wasn't stopping first, but that was the tone during his reign. The police were terrifying. Um. And I remember I have a a young cousin who, by the way, and I promised him I would drop his. He has a he has a little coffee shop that he opened up called the Drip in Brooklyn. Go check it out. They do not only um, it's not just a coffee shop, but they have shows and karaoke and parties and so forth and so on. We got to run through there at some point, Razin. Check out what little cousin's up to. Um, his name is Stefan. Tell him I sent you. Um, cool. Anyway, um, he was an Ivy League kid, always dressed very, um, you know, with pullover sweaters, nice kid, you know, the prince of our family, great grades, no problems, never in any trouble. Right now, he's still a great young man, tax-paying, law-abiding citizen. But I remember the day that um, the police pulled him over because he was driving his mother's Mercedes. And this boy walked into my apartment at the time, and he looked like a ghost. Like he had not just seen a ghost, like he was close to being a ghost. I had never seen him so scared in my life. That thing... That boy was so traumatized, and that was, that's the legacy that Bloomberg leaves to those of us who survived the reign of terror of stop and frisk. Um, it, it, was, it was hard. It was, it was terrible um, for black people, not just black men, but, but all of us. Um, so I just wanted to put that out there. 
Um, and unfortunately, he, he, that devil is the lesser of the two devils, in my opinion. I want to get back to, mm-hmm. there's a lot of um, comments. I think Cousin Corey says something. I, I didn't even read what you put, Corey, because I know whatever it is, it's too deep for me to say it real quick. So well, <laughs> hold on. <laughs> so Corey be coming up with oh, our baby cousin Corey. Baby boy, give me a minute before I go there. I want to touch on something from um, Elizabeth Warren that the thing that really, really impressed me. Okay, so I have been writing in since um, Kamala Kamala Harris has been out. My preference, I think, has turned to. Um, what's her name? What's her name? Uh, Amy Klobuchar, since she was the last one in. Because she's she's done some things and she she um she's just peaceful. She wants to do the job. She's she seems honest. She's smart. Clearly, she's done a lot of winning, and um, she gets it, right? But they were bullying her. That one of the commentators, the Latina lady, was like really pu- pushing on the Mexico thing. And Pete, who I really can't stand him either, he got on her. He's like one of those gay Republicans. That that's how I see him. I, I'm sorry, I shouldn't say that. Um, him being gay is the issue, obviously, but he's a racist, and I I can't I can't. I would love him to be my preferred um, person, but I, I can't. I can't stand him. But he was really pushing on, on Amy. And Elizabeth Warren stood up for her. Now, all the Republicans, I mean, all the Democrats, all, every, all politicians always talk about how they're going to stand up for people. Right? Liz did it right. in real time for someone who, for all intents and purposes, at this moment, is her adversary. And that didn't matter to her. Winning was not the primary thing for her, the truth. And being and being a person who is protective of the small guy, the person being beaten up in the moment, granted, for all intents and purposes, you know, um, Amy's not necessarily a small guy, but she, but Liz stood up for what she believed to be right in the moment. And she wasn't going to let that woman on the end of the, the day be, be bullied. And in my, in my mind, that's when, when I said, hmm, she says she's going to stand up for what she thinks is right regardless, and she did it. Nobody else on that. Anybody else on the stage could have seen that some of that stuff that they were throwing at Amy at the moment was unfair. And Amy kept trying to protect herself, but she looked weak and sorry, in, in you know the way she did it. Um, didn't not that she looked weak, but it just didn't. I don't know. You 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 have to be able to beat shit out of a bully in order to win this next election. You can't look weak. You can't let Trump do the shit that he does and get away with it. And the way, when she, 
when when Liz got up, her first words was, "We are going. We're running against a man who calls women blah 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 and a horse-faced lesbian." And I'm not talking about Donald Trump. I'm talking about him. I was like, "Holy shit! She's she's there. She she gets it. Like, don't be bullied. Don't be pushed around." So that um, was very impressive to me. And you know, a Biden Harris ticket looks nice. Uh, you know, I would I would vote. And when I say you know I don't like Pete, I would vote for him. I would vote for any of them over Donald Trump. Any of them. Any of them. Um. So did I did I address what you wanted to say? And should we go on and continue to? And Ulysses, yes, we are a tribe, and it takes a village. To, to do everything, not just uh, raise children, but to um, get things done. Did I address what you, what you wanted to talk about, Rez? Yeah, you know, I just, you know, I was kind of wanted to talk about a lot of that, and and you know, and and I'm not, I have to say, I'm not, um, I'm not blown over by anybody just yet because, you know, I think that. I think that a lot of your record for what you believe in starts well before you start the campaign trail. And, you know, of course, you know, of course, stopping first was probably one of the worst um, actions that uh, took place in New York. And, 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 and I don't know how, like, I would love to know. And that, and that tells me maybe perhaps like when he gave the quotes of his, the percentile of women in his camp, um, at that time, you know, uh, he told, he gave all the stats about how many women and women of color that he had in his office at that time and how diverse it was. And I think that um, we are well aware and tired of hearing about how many women um, are in your office. And in this case, we're talking about Bloomberg. But, you know, you didn't mention how many women are in the room when these decisions are being made that are actively engaged in the conversation, you know, because, you know, I'm, I'm in a lot of rooms on a regular basis. And um, I'm aware, painfully aware in some cases, what happens when you are in a room with um the people that are uh, conducting the meetings and how the voices, uh, although you have women there and women reflective of the world you want to see there, um, that you don't consider their voices and or opinions in the decision-making process. Um, And, you know, and frequently I watch and have watched women get shut down notoriously um, that may have a point that, goes beyond your capacity to understand. So, you know, when these, these the same as, uh, you know, I may as well just say old boys club. When the old boys club get together, you know, they decide that, you know, things are going to be done and, and perhaps sometimes meetings get steered in that same way. And, you know, you roll out policy or you roll out things that weren't necessarily, uh, they're reactionary to whatever the issue was, which means, let me say that differently. 
you're not being proactive. You're being reactive and hasty in some cases, and you don't get the broad picture. And it's not because no one has told you the broad picture, because you lack the capacity to have empathy for the broad picture that affects the people. Bottom line, bottom line in any situation, any corporate decision, any situation, it filters back to the people. And I always say this, corporations would not be successful or, or, um, uh, or, or anything else without the people. And I'm talking about the people that go in and spend their money with these corporations, utilize the services of these corporations that exist. They would not be successful. They can't give you stats without the everyday person being engaged in whatever it is. So for you to make decisions that, does, that do not engage the everyday person or, do, or you don't even have a committee that, that uh, solicits the opinions or the, the uh, thoughts or the active uh, uh, experience of the everyday person, you're out of pocket. Like you're out of pocket. Like I don't want to. You know, I'm 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 repulsed at times by CEOs who do not listen to their their ground crew. You know, that just don't listen to their ground. Like they don't have the conversations with the people. Yet they want to make a decision about things that affect the people and don't want to listen to the people who do. That that to me is just um, bananas. You know, and then, you know, and that form of leadership when you're out of touch with the people and, you know, and the people, you know, um, make up what you need to embody the rules and regulations and or uh, to implement services of any kind, you know, um, whether they're consumer based or whether they're they're, uh, uh, services that just that people need. You need to know what's going on. So, you know, and then, you know, the further you get away from real life, and I talk about real life versus your millionaire life where, you know, where you're buying your toilet paper versus somebody else. And I'm making a joke at uh, my – I love Trevor Noah, and he um, interviewed Oprah one time, and he asked, when's the last time you ran out of toilet paper? You know, <laughs> something very simple, something very simple, right? And she's like, yeah. well, well you know, like now, it, now we all know that Oprah has said that she's been she's from humble means, and we get it. But when's the last time you changed your toilet paper, Oprah? Like, yeah, it's it just it's just not happening, you know. And <laughs> there is some out of touchness that goes on there, you know. Yeah. After yeah. a while, like you can be far what they call far removed. You can be far removed. And, yeah. You know. No. And these services know. that. People governing are not far removed. The services are active. You have to be consistently plugged into or have a committee that's plugged into for you. Either way, that keeps you informed. And I just think they show that when they're they're not informed. I agree 100%. And um, it's like somebody said to Bloomberg, you didn't, you didn't, you weren't the one that built up your company, your employees did. Oh. I mean, that's, that's the real deal. Um, that, that kind of sums it up, you know, like people, I would love it if, if I never ran out of toilet paper. 
other things. I ain't on that. <laughs> you know? You, um, you, you, that's fortune. You know, good for you. Um, but like you said, you know, Oprah's been there. Oprah ought not forget. But, um, and, and she's not that removed, that far removed. Or she, maybe she is. I, 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 you know, I don't know these. I, I, look. It's um, like the B.B., what is it, C.C. Campbell Moore book, Your mm-hmm. Blues Ain't Like Mine. We all got it. It's all a little different. Um, Corey said, let me just get to it. <laughs> I, I love messing with this man. I just, I love him. I have to meet, Corey, we have to meet up face to face so I can give you a hug. And he was such a cute little boy. When he puts up his baby pictures, I'm like, oh, that's my brother. Mommy, why didn't you bring him home? He thinks he knows his son. He must be. He, he's got to be my brother. It's just, I can't be loving on someone that I don't know like this. That's what I want to do. Um, hold on a second because I want to share this. Broadcast on my page because I want everybody to um get it. So anyway, um, so this is so oh so okay Corey first twenty five hundred dollar check to Bloomberg is cutting twenty five hundred dollar check to those who say something positive. I at him the other day to cut the check. <laughs> Did you, Corey? Did you? Bloomberg was good for business people, but he was a horrible mayor, and I agree with that one hundred percent. Um, how you doing, Walt? Queen Lady Bam and um, Deshauna, what's up, y'all? So my my concern, my big thing right now. Not, to me, the most important thing about what's going on in this country politically is that we have a rogue president who is unchecked, completely unchecked. And the things that he is doing right now are so dangerous, so far, so much more important than anything we can imagine or fear at this time. And this shit is real. This is real. When you look at the people he's been firing, anyone who talks against him, government jobs, you would think that in America you couldn't get fired for telling the truth, like Colonel Zinman said as he testified. This this war veteran who had been wounded, and served honorably for this country. Um, not only is the president, president mad at him for telling the truth about him, but the president's followers, who are, quote, unquote, so for the military, right? No, they're not for the military. They don't care that he was an honorable soldier and all that stuff. Whatever this man does or says, they don't care, and they support him. And what's worse than that and what's more more dangerous than that is the Republican Senate 
is allowing him to do everything unchecked, being punitive towards people who speak out who have been serving the government in various ways, whether they're ambassadors and whatever. And he is ruining their lives. He's doing all this stuff publicly. And nobody's stopping him. Nobody's checking him. Um, In addition, he's currently talking about, and then, right, let's not forget that he just granted Clemens all of these people who did something really corrupt to harm the cities and the states that they governed or in high positions that they were in. It's not just that they're white. They're white, powerful people who were corrupt. That is that poor white people think that he has their back as well, but he doesn't. Um, so he's letting out all the corrupt people. He's cleaning out all of the good people. He just put one of his um, his yes men, he's trying to anyway, put him in charge of our national security because he just fired a couple of people who let it be known. And, Nathan, I see you joined. If you want to call in, please do. Um, 347-996-5394. People who, who have brought it to the Democratic leadership um, knowledge that Russia is currently working to hack into our system. Instead of him going after Russia, he's going after the people who are telling on Russia, our national intelligence people. And he has just eliminated the head of the national intelligence and the person that was working directly under him. Anybody who would go and say Russia is getting ready to attack us and and in the cyber, you know, and attack our election. If he takes away that oversight, which he's doing, and the the the, the Senate thinks it's cute, the uh, Mitch McConnell thinks that's cute, and is allowing that to happen. Now he's threatening to take the licenses from CNBC, MSNBC and CNN, suppress the press. Anybody in government who talks against him or let it be known what he's doing, they're out. If he wins again, I feel the worst. And and y'all, some of y'all would think I'm freaking out of my mind. But without a Senate majority as Democrats, who could stop him from checking social media to see who's ever posted anything negative about him? I'm talking about me. And then lock me up. 
and then maybe there's a whole bunch of black and brown people in chains again. Who's going to stand up after a while when, you know, they're going to they could change all the laws, change the damn Constitution. They're ignoring the Constitution anyway. We think we got rights. We, as Americans, we are so damn complacent right now. We trust and believe somehow that the law is going to protect us. This man don't care nothing about the law, and the people that are supposed to be checking him are not about that. He's a racist. Classes. He wants to be the king. He had even made a joke about a third term. Maybe I'm paranoid. Maybe I'm crazy. But somebody tell me what would stop him if he decided that he thought it was a good idea for black people. Let's make America a great, great again and go back to slavery. There's a lot of them white people that think that. I'm sorry to say that. Of course, there are more that don't feel that way. But this man in power is being, is not being checked. He's a child molester. Come on. Allegedly. Allegedly. That's true, allegedly. But I, I feel... I, I, I don't know what his big scenario is, but the more he gets away with, the more he wants to do wrong and bold. Crap out of me. Because everybody, you know, people are talking, people are tweeting, people are, but, and then, there's, there's this one last thing. Somebody said, if you wanted to know what you would have been doing during the civil rights movement, you're pretty much doing it now. Whoa. You know, because people talk about what they would, oh, I wish I was able, I would have been marching with King. I would have been doing this. I would have been doing that. What are you doing now? What are you right. doing in this moment? And I'm going to say this. Because I, I am a little paranoid and I do believe very much in what I'm saying right now, I feel I'm putting myself, and maybe those of you who listen, and you too, Rez, I understand if you don't want to do show with me, don't do it, Rez, don't leave me. But I understand. But speaking out against this current regime is a dangerous thing. I believe that because I'm. Look at what we're seeing, and this is the platform I have. I'm too, I'm, I'm too broke down. Trust me, physically, to be out there marching. I, I ain't gonna get far. I could barely walk a, a mile, so I don't think I don't even know if I can. I need to get in shape. I know that much. But um, this is my way. Saying, be worthy of the bullet that's coming to get you. And what I mean by that is that when you look when you look back through history, people like the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King and Malcolm X and Abraham Lincoln and 
the Kennedy brothers, anybody who tries to do something to make change, a positive change that um, is going to interfere with other people being able to get away with doing the wrong that they do. What has happened to those What happened to Abraham Lincoln? What happened to Martin Luther King? What happened to the Kennedy brothers? What happened to Malcolm X? Now, I could get shot just because I'm black and somebody doesn't like that I'm black. I could be shot because I'm a lesbian and people don't like that you're gay. I could be shot because of what I do at work, which I will talk about that because it has nothing to do with the show. I could be shot because I don't like going on politically. But to me, just not liking it, I'm going to be not liking it and talking about it. I am going to be the one that's not liking it and talking about it on social media because that's the platform I have. I'm going to be the one that may um, create a a concert and get people to rally. I I don't know what I'm going to do, but whatever it's going to be, it's not going to be because I'm sitting here mad and send a tweet. Don't shoot me for that. Let me earn that bullet. Let me earn your ire. Let me be the one that you think, oh, God, we better shut this woman up because she's about to make a change. Like a Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King. He earned that bullet. <laughs> okay? He earned that, and so did Malcolm X, and so did Abraham Lincoln. Yes, that. And and you know, I couldn't just be the lesbian. I had to be the lesbian who, and I'm creative, and so that's what I do. So I created a marriage equality song, and that wasn't enough. I had to create a music video, and then that wasn't enough. I had to do concerts. Until the law changed, because I felt that the law needed to change. I feel now that that something needs to happen. I'm not really sure exactly what it is, but I know right now me tweeting things and um, posting memes is not enough because it's really scary. And I don't feel like, and I know that, um, well, I believe, I don't know, but I believe that Nancy Pelosi and um, Adam Schiff and, and, you know, the the head Democrats, I believe that they see the danger and they're trying to do what they can do, but I feel like they're staying too much within the law, the, the old law, because the laws have changed. And and it's not documented, not written down laws, laws that are being created in real time as Donald Trump makes them up. And my mouth hurts, but these things have to be said because they're weighing heavy on me. 
And if you, you, you know, you got to stand up for what you believe in so you don't just fall for this stuff and then wonder five years from now, how did we get here? Right. So right. during the last cycle, Therese and I and Mo um, and, and Stanley McClay, we did some uh, short vignette videos to get people to, to make sure that they check their voters' registration, make sure that they, they're voting. We joined the Michelle Obama initiative to, to, to make sure that that happens. We got to do that again, Rez, and we need to crank it up. And I need everybody out there to make sure that everybody's in touch with registered to vote and that they understand the importance of voting. My issue with Bernie Sanders was that in 2016, and I saw, I knew how important that election was. In 2016, when he didn't get the nomination, he fell back and didn't really encourage his people to vote for Hillary. And we should have done that. We should have made sure that Donald Trump didn't get in office. Because where we are now, this is some scary stuff. So what I want to say is I don't care who your favorite is, vote blue no matter who. Yeah. And not just if you're black and, you know, you going along with me and saying, you know, Paul, I got a point, man. We should be back in change. Because who could stop that? Who could stop that? Who, who would stop it? Who? The Democrats depending on them to do that? They can't stop this man. Clearly, they tried. Who, who yeah. can do it? Yeah, and we also... Um... And to piggyback a little bit, we also need to pay attention to our primary elections that if we are not represented by our, um, our uh, immediate officials, like because we always think about the presidential races because those are the most uh, those steal the most headlines. But for the people that uh, starting with your council all the way up, you know, in your communities. Um, you need to make sure that we need to make sure that they are representing our best interests. Like right now we've got this, um, the, the hot topic is this census, right? And how That's we, right. and what what is advertised about the census is that the census population needs to be counted so it can make sure that resources stay in communities. We need to know how many people so that, this is the way money is delegated traditionally. This is why we, uh, been got, we've been taught that the census uh, is important to get an idea about how many people are where, what, and who. However, uh, I'd like to speak directly to the fact that the issue, because we've had to also watch how uh, ICE has gone into communities and has literally yanked people out of homes. Um, and, you know, we can't, we can't pretend. See, once you know something, you can't go back to not knowing it, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. You know, it's almost like, oh, man, I really didn't want to know that. You know, because it's, it's, you just, that's it. Information, it just gets um, uh, seeped into your mental Rolodex, and it's there forever. So once you know mm-hmm. that, it's no longer... 
unknowable. So now you talk about how that how that same feeling in those communities, how when they don't trust, they don't trust basically that what we say is going to happen, happens. Like we just don't. So you want to get this accurate count, and you're doing all this multimedia to get this census done, which, you know, traditionally we understood to be important because it's supposed to remedy resources in our communities. It's supposed to be able to delegate where money is needed and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. However, there's a large population of people that feel threatened by the idea of counting the people in your household or any other information you have to fill out on those cards, which may remedy, you know, now granted, yes, it does say that the information is protected for 72 years, but talk about that information staying safe and protected. When we know that we've had major institutions in this country that have been breached by cyber, including our elections now. And, you know, one would say there's a valid argument for not believing the safety and sanctity of our government once again. You know, if our elections were allegedly compromised and uh, our credit report (laughs) uh, were, were compromised, to the point where they are giving restitution because, oh, millions and millions of uh, uh, records were breached, Equifax, thank you, it's for nothing. You know, what, what, is, what, what are we to think about the idea that something, and something written on the books that says you're going to be protected for 72 years, and that's just 72 years, that's not a lifetime, for the information that you supply to the U.S. Census is going to be the same? particularly when you talk about access. And access is a broader subject because that's part of what we're talking about here. Everybody does not have access to the same rights, the same resources as others. And well, you want the and it falls under equality and equity. Yeah, that, They're two different things. That's that's just getting worse. That's just getting worse. And, and this this you know Equality. <laughs> Look, I, I'm all for equality. You know that. I think we should be equal across the board. But right now, I feel like I, I don't know, girl. We in danger. <laughs> I don't know what this crazy man is going to do. And you're absolutely right. Um, the census is everything. And and you know what you you also said is a good point. Um, voting up and down the line because had we been voting for the Senate and the House, we'd be in a better position. We have a call. I believe it might be Nathan five eight three four. What's your name and where you calling for? From what's good, ladies? Corey. Oh my God! <laughs> hey. I, you know you got to prepare me, Corey. You got to tell me you're calling it. <laughs> Yeah, what I mean, you know me, I just call in. Y'all talking about a lot of what stuff there, ladies. <laughs> what you say about some of this, Corey? What did you, first, did you see the Liz Warren and, and Bloomberg uh, debacle? I did. I did. Uh, 
I don't really know. I mean, being from New York and, you know, well, Trump is from here. We know that. Bloomberg, he was the mayor here. It's like, it's all a game. It's like, this dude is just running just because he can. I mean, he's worth $61 billion. He could spend a million dollars a week on ads, and it won't even affect him. Like, what is, you know, he could go put a million a week for a whole year. What is $52 million to him? He's worth $60 billion. He basically buying the election, you know, and yeah. what he's supposed to be an independent, right? Uh, I thought independents don't have to align with any any party, you know. But at the same time, you know, all right, they let him. I think he could. He was able to go to the Nevada, uh, the, what they call it, the Nevada debate. But I, I, I don't, I don't trust any of the process right now. I'm with you on voting. You know, I think we all should vote. I think people need to be more informed when they do go to the voting booth. Don't click the button where you just click everybody on the line because I think that's where we get duped. You need to know the candidate that's running for these different offices. And just because they're on a ticket, you know, sometimes they just throw them on a ticket because, you know, they they aligned on agendas, not really for the people. You know, they might just be trying to, like, all right, let's say you want five things that want to get passed. But in order for it to get passed, you need to take this bill that you may not really agree with, but you'll get your five if you vote yes on this particular uh, subject. And that's how the deals get made, you know, at the at the at that level. And it's like, all right, we want this, but you got to do this. It's too much quid pro quo uh, quo going on. You know, it's sick. You know what? I agree. You know, I point. agree with you, Corey, on that. My my. Reason for saying what I said and for asking people to vote Democrat all the way is because of what we saw that happened during the impeachment, right? Mm-hmm. It, it, mm-hmm. For me right now, just right now in this moment, not historically, politically, but right now in this moment, if we had the majority in the Senate, he would have been impeached and removed. And I believe it. I, I, that is my that that is my thing right now. This this guy is so dangerous, and it also shows how dangerous it is for any party to have a majority in the Senate. That that thing it it just mm-hmm. you know and to, that when you have I mean. Politicians, period, they all kind of crooked if you ask me. I don't know. It depends on who they are. I'm just talking about right now in this particular situation because he has to go. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I'm with you. But we, we, but we went out, we voted. The only right now is for us to take over the, to maintain the majority in the House and to get the majority in the Senate. And so, therefore, right now, for this election, 2020, Democrat down the line. Because if he should win the next election, and there's still a Republican majority in the Senate, we are screwed. If he wins the next election, and there's a Democratic majority in the Senate and the House, then we have a chance of getting him out. Do you see what I'm saying? True. That makes sense. True. So that's but who who are we supposed to get behind now? Who, who should we who should we get behind? 
Okay, like I said earlier, I'm I'm down to vote blue who no matter who. I, no, I'm with you on that. I was just saying, who do we, who on the blue do we get behind and say, all right, we're going to rock with him? Because like, you brought up the I point like, of Bernie Sanders so before. Yeah, like, like, once he stepped like, back, his people didn't like vote them. with Hillary. I don't, I don't like none of them, to be mm-hmm. honest, except I do, again, like what Red said, you know, she was talking about Liz. Liz. And what I said earlier, I don't think you were on at the time you were listening, but she stood up for somebody on the dais in real time who is right now an adversary. And it was just she stood up for what she believed to be right. And right, so for right now, she's my favorite going forward. Okay. But Bloomberg is my least favorite. I mean, if I got to do this, I don't want to. I don't know if if I'm influential enough to sway anybody. I, I don't think I am, so I don't want to really disparage anybody. But all of them have um, done or said something that would make me say next. <laughs> you know, next, <laughs> next. But at the same time, well, uh, we being from New York, we know how Bloomberg get down. I mean, yeah. we we do know this. <laughs> yeah, but I and I also the other thing, and I just feel like that anger and intensity over white man right now is just too much to bear. I can't. I don't want to go through a four <laughs> years of. You know, Bernie gets angry. I know it's morning, but so what? Coffee, beans. For college students and coffee beans, for nonpartisan people, you know, I don't want to. I don't care. I I need peace after this for a little while. So we have. That's why I really I was going with Amy Klobuchar for a while. But she just seems like she'll be calm. She's a mother. She's gonna nurture the country back to get us. We need to be. We don't need another divisive person. We're divided enough. We need somebody to bring us together. However, I don't do. care who it is. I don't care. I don't. I don't we don't. I, well, I think, think of it like this. Look, 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 look at New York. How we voted. You know, we voted for Hillary. She got the electoral vote. California voted for Hillary. She got the electoral votes. You know, mostly she won all of them. But it's the in between states. Like, what are they really thinking about here? Like, so that's where the racial divide. You know, it was straight up racism because it's like, well, how could y'all vote for this guy? But, you know, how could you vote for Trump anyway, knowing what you know? And I'm like, well, maybe they don't know about him, and now they're learning. See, being from New York, you know, we know what Trump was. Like, he ain't hide who he was. So I'm like, well, how did he dupe the rest of the nation? You know, and now we see you going around, doing rallies. You know, you, you are uplifting the KKK, basically affiliated organizations. And you shooting down what you call militants. You know, anybody that doesn't go with the status quo is a militant. You know, y'all two would be perceived as militants. You know, because of yeah. the way that you're talking about going against the grain. This is going against the grain. Like, nah, we don't, we're not with the status quo. Yeah, everybody need to go and vote and, you know, get away from voting for Trump. Like, you know, but when you start looking at the demographics of the people here, if it's going down a racial line, you know, we need some of these other ethnic groups to come in and 
and join with us because, you know, it's not enough black people to actually do it. If every black person went and voted against Trump, he still would have high numbers because of the amount of, you know, white people that's here in the country. So, you know, we got to – it's a long road ahead. Like, it's bad. Like, he's he's real bad. Like, you know, we, when we were younger, like, we saw Bush and Reagan run the country for 12 straight years. Now, that was pretty bad. This dude is another level. It's about our it's about our young ones now. Like they gotta come out and force. There's a lot of uh eighteen year olds now who can vote and they need to be educated on the process, you know, with the Senate and the Congress because the you know, Congress makes the laws and the Senate has to approve different things, but we all over the place. But if y'all can come and bring somebody that say, Yo, let's get behind this person, yeah, they're going to win the popular vote, but it's those middle states that concern me, you know, the ones who really don't know who these individuals are that's running. Like, I was listening to a Bloomberg ad on the radio while I was driving, and I had to laugh. I said, this dude is trying to make it sound like he's, he's from middle-class America, like you had a job. You lost your job at 39, you, and you created this company, and I'm like, yo, I'll are we supposed to be stupid? Like, are we uninformed? Like, that's how you're really talking to Like, come on. Like, we're not that stupid. I don't know everything, but I know enough about Bloomberg to say, like, come on, dude. You know, you playing old Obama um, uh, speeches that he made, you know, um, congratulating you on doing this and doing that. I'm like, but, but kids was getting stopped at a high rate. You know, I'm talking about age 16 to 24 minorities. Stop, Actually, stop Obama sent Obama sent a mediator to New York to stop stop and frisk. Yes, word. Yep. And Bloomberg didn't want Obama to do that, but Obama was like, "You know, you gonna have to chill. <laughs> you gonna have to chill <laughs> and, and send somebody to New York to to help end that shit." You know, yeah, and, yeah. and you know, I'm I I I can't even get into to it where I want to go with that. But that's a whole that's a down the line thing. I feel like we're in a state of emergency right now and you know, the the scary thing, Corey, like you said, you know, you can have a majority of the people vote but we know now for a fact that Russia has already started infiltrating and are working on messing with this election. And yeah. and Trump is firing our intelligence people who have let this be known and who are trying to stop it. So he is going to stop people from stopping Russia and other countries from meddling into our elections because that's, he knows that's the only way he can win. Exactly. I am trying to figure out how can we stop this. You know what I'm saying? We have to look at what the real what the issue is, which is because it doesn't even matter who the for me. I mean, maybe it's just my thing. I don't care who the Democratic nominee is. I just need somebody else. To get him out, we'll deal with whatever knucklehead comes in for the next four years, and and maybe we can strengthen, you know, after that election. I I, I can't go that far. I just I agree. in the immediate, 
in 2020, we need this situation handled. So my question is, how can we handle that? I don't know everything. All I know is we need to move from where we are. Right. Well, and, and you, so, you you started it. I mean, just put it, you know, you, you got to go out and the same way that, you know, we galvanize behind, you know, different different movements and things, you know, it, it starts here. Like, you know, y'all, y'all have a platform. Y'all do have, uh, you know, friends who do have their common sense, you know, that do think. And you gotta, we got to be influential, you know, to, to other people because people are, you know, they're numb. Like, there are a lot of numb people right now. And we're being bombarded with a lot of BS. And, you know, if we don't do anything, and I, I put it on our backs, you know, because we are the people that's out here. We got to live under these conditions. You know, the and so we we got to put it out there. The, right. the first thought is you made a statement. You said, all right, well, I like Warren. She stands up for, you know, for what's right. Well, then maybe we need to get behind Warren then. I mean, because we've seen Bernie. Bernie gets to a certain point and he backs out and he takes his people with him and they don't vote with nobody else. Or they don't, yeah, they don't, and that's on the, cool. don't get on the trail and help anybody else. Like, come on. I thought it was about party. Like, if it, you know, if it's about the party, then do the right thing. Get out there and, and, and let's get behind somebody. Like, Bloomberg just came out of nowhere like, oh, well, let me just put my name in the ring. I got money. Now he's everywhere. He got ads all over the place. He's on commercials. Like, they're having a Democratic debate, and this dude has commercials airing <laughs> during the debate. Like, really? You know, I would be so mad if I have to vote for him, but I would do it. I'd be mad if I have to vote for Pete, but I'd do it. Yeah. So, yeah, you know I, the, only, I, the only way I, the only way I'd vote, vote vote for Michael Michael Bloomberg is if um, he created a, a legislative body separate from what's ever been seen to keep him accountable, of women mostly, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. who who will stand up and he has to listen to he's required to listen to them prior to making any public statements and that can set the tone of his his office and make it an environment conducive for everybody to flourish that's it because i can't in good faith say that um still every time he gets pressed he shows up to be exactly the same person that he was when he ran in when he was in office in in uh in new york Every single time mm-hmm. he gets pressed, he is going to fumble. Well, he is and who like, he is, oh. Rev. He yeah, yeah, changing. exactly. He's not no, changing. it's like, oh, a, there he's, it is. He's terrible. You know? he's, another, he's, another, <laughs> he's another spoiled billionaire. Okay? That's yeah. who and, he is. And, and, yeah, you're right. And it's, it, it's weird because this – and, again, we, we just got finished talking about the fact that the, they do not live the same life as the people that they are, would be – Benefit would they would they be honored to serve? They just don't live the same lives, and they and they're but, out of touch with reality on the needs of the people. There it is. So I th- think th- the only person th- on that stage who buys their own toilet paper is Amy Klobuchar. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I like her. <laughs> oh man, I, 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 I love this show. <laughs> She's always one, you know. But but, but okay, so. I I also think that any other person, including 
including Bloomberg, if he became president, I think the Senate and the House would be able to check him more so because he's, you, you have to have a certain amount of ignorance to be impeached and then go out and do the same shit you was impeached for and do it worse and and more out and r- proud about it. Mm. So, so true, so true. I don't see Bloomberg doing that. I think he has a little bit of a conscience, a little bit of right and wrong, and he does his stuff. He does dirt, but he doesn't. He he cares about his reputation. I don't think Trump. He does. I think I think Trump wants to be seen as this big bully guy king. Bloomberg wants to be seen as a smart guy who's going to help everybody, even though he ain't. But I think he wants to be seen that way. As this, oh, I'm going to do good. I've done good, and I'm going to keep doing good. Even when he was doing wrong, he said he was doing right. (laughs) You know? But how wrong was he? Giuliani was a lot more wrong. I'm sorry. He's the worst. You know, but we already and, seen who he allied with, so. Yeah. You know, so I'm just saying, so so Bloomberg is an evil. I just think he's the lesser of the two. And um, <laughs> he he's not going to do, unless it gets, we get that message that you just gave, Rez, to his ear in his ear in a forceful way that made him believe that this was the way that everybody's going to vote for him. Like if you have politicians in your pockets that get to him or business people that are, that could get that message to him, that's the only way that's going to happen, that he is going to be more inclusive and care about women and, and, other people who support his empire. So that's really what it is. But Well, we're fighting the money, the money trail. Bloomberg is cutting $2,500 checks to people who will say something positive on their social media timelines. So he's fighting a whole different beast right now. Well, can you, you, can can you say something? What I have can to you... say is he's positively better than Trump. That's all I got to say. I mean, it's not a lie. Can you, can you, can you use that? <laughs> well, you're not lying. I'm positive sure he fumbles. <laughs> wow. $2,500 to say, hey, vote Bloomberg. Yeah, he's way better than Trump. I get $2,500 for that? Well, I didn't lie, right? <laughs> well, well, I'm not saying vote for him. I'll say he's better than nah. Trump. Uh, absolutely. Come on. We, we, we are below... We are below the basement. Like we sub basement right now. <laughs> with with if, no pun intended. If he's the Democratic nominee, then I say vote for him. It, it, through gritted teeth. But I say vote for him because if he's the Dem- Democratic nominee and he he paid for it, fine. Whatever. Just get that dude that's there out. We have to turn Sorry. this around because our people are in danger. Hey, maybe it's time for a woman. Hey, I think it it's is. been time for a woman. It's been time. Yeah, I mean, we, 
you know, it, it's hey, I'm, been time I'm for all for it. And that's and and, and the one right thing woman, for a sure, smart woman, a, 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 a woman, period, like this, a, a woman, because yeah, I'll be honest with you, you know, when things start getting real chaotic, you know, women have the ability to kind of put things in their proper perspective, like they just calm stuff down, like, you know, but you know, I know we live in this crazy ass patriarchal society, but. We, you know, come on, we've been rocking with men, you know, for like five, six hundred years. So, you know, it's time to take, you know, chop a chain for real. Like, you know, hey, I'd get behind a woman then. If, if Hillary got all and those he, votes, I know somebody who actually cares about people, you know, could actually get some votes. So if it's Warren, it's Warren. Like, I got that you know? big, man. That didn't go over our heads. We caught you. <laughs> <laughs> so let me tell you something else. Let me let me just let me just be clear about this too. When they were chanting "lock her up," although I was going to vote for her, I did vote for her. I did vote for her. And, and after she lost, and they still chanting "lock her up," I you know what? I don't care if you lock if if Hillary Clinton did something illegal that deserves her to be locked up, lock her ass up. So what? I'm eating my mother. I'm just saying. They didn't lock her up, so she obviously didn't do anything worthy of being locked up. But the media spun it that way. They have they have um, tried her every which way you can. She sat through hours and hours of testimony, and I mean, they didn't even let the lady go to the bathroom. And they came up with nothing, nothing. Okay, so so. Oh, let me just say really quick, hey, Marsha Bonner and Loretta, how y'all doing, baby? And Sonia, how you doing? And Walt, Walt, we love you here, Walt, and thank you again for your generous contribution to this show. And um, speaking of which, let me just put it out there that if anybody is so inclined to um, make a contribution to the show, you can do PayPal, um, stonymay at gmail, S-T-O-N-E-Y-M-A-E at gmail.com. And I promise you, any contribution you made will be will go towards paying for um, the show to continue. Oh, that's an option now. That's great. That's great. No, yeah, uh, I was going to ask you know, that uh, a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, and and we're looking to upgrade because as some of you who watch all the time, you know, every now and then I go through technical difficulties and I, I do a big juggling act um, in order to maintain it through, via Blog Talk Radio. I'm looking to upgrade and um it's going. It's going to cost a couple of coins, especially to do it the way I intend to do it. Um, so we we appreciate your 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 donation. We need to get a donate button, and we'll do that. Still working on the website, Corey. Don't beat me up. It's, it's coming along. All right. Okay. Well, make sure you put that PayPal button up there so people could actually, you know, click on it and um, make a contribution. Yeah, I, didn't, I didn't know yeah. that was the option. I'm glad it's an option now. Yep. Email at gmail.com. So okay. 
we'll we'll do that. And um, whew, I I don't know. Do, does do I sound crazy, Therese? No, <laughs> no, 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 no. You know, I, crazy is is the new <laughs> reality. But no, you don't uh-huh. sound um out of your mind. There's nothing wrong with you, you, Javar. There's nothing wrong with you, Therese. Y'all straight, you know. Y'all, y- y- y'all, y'all both uh, have your sanity, and just know that you know y'all got family members that you know a little crazy sometimes. I say what I want to say, if it is factual, then you just gotta eat that dust. And y'all know how to y'all know how to say it better than me. So I'm glad that y'all out there, y'all able to say you know- what other people want to say, but say it the correct way. Because you know I'm at the point I'm just tired, so there ain't no filter left. Let me say this, too, about Corey, for those who are listening and, and who may not know. Corey, yes, he is very um, intelligent. He is strong-willed. He is an independent thinker. He is a um, provocative personality type in terms of what he thinks. He's going to put it out there and rough, raw, and ready. However, all that being said, Corey also has a governing body of women in his life, starting with yeah. his mother, starting with his aunt, mother, cousins, uh, uh, spouse, <laughs> and even children. Yeah. Okay. Can't shout out the yeah. ladies. Okay. That holds him accountable and will challenge him at any given at any given time, and that he listens to. Like and and that's what I and that's the same kind of that's what I was talking about that that um, if let's just say by chance Bloomberg um, buys the election and we give him receipts for it it's that is what he needs he needs a governing body of folk you know um, that he listens to because you can have it mm-hmm. because I think I think I think um, uh, governing parties and this is you can use this across your uh, imaginations at work. You can use this anywhere that you have uh, people that get together to make decisions for a group of people, okay? I think in the room is getting better. But getting us in the room and being listening to enough to affect change is still the issue. Because I think people be, have become astute enough with knowing, oh, we have to have a woman, or we have to have a person of color, or we have to have, you know, like all those things people have become astute enough to know, okay? And if they're smart, they'll have a few and say, oh, yeah, see here, we're diverse. Okay, if that's what you want to do. Mm-hmm. But listening to the people and not uh, and not immobilizing the people once they're in the room, you know, like don't use me for marketing. Use me because it makes sense. In your overall picture, use me that way, because otherwise it's just the same old boys club, really, you know. And and you're going to be in the same position, and it's going to be the same outcome. And you can't ask why we're here. You can't do that anymore. You'll understand that it's the same old thing. You know, you can't if you can't uh, you can't revoke power once it's in the room. You're going to have to listen to it, and the idea that change may be uncomfortable but necessary is great. You know, we all have to encompass change in, in some in some ways. And also, when people make mistakes, i.e. some of maybe our elected officials that are now either running or not, 
You know, just like we evolved, they may have evolved. But, yeah, we're going to bring it up, but we want to know where you are today on that. And that's, that's my mm. thing with Bloomberg. Like, you know, yeah, these things happened, you know, stop and frisk and all that other stuff. Okay, so where are you today? Now, he's publicly denouncing stop and frisk, okay? I would have loved to see some people that were impacted by stop and frisk that may have been, you know, uh, uh, incarcerated. I'd like to see something created for them. But outside of that, because he's allowed to grow from that, he is. Obama sent his people in, and you know, because he had a street team and that worked its way up to his office and let him know this was going on in New York, and the people were outraged, and he sent somebody to do something about it. Bet, not out of touch with the people. But at the end of the day, sure. when you come back to it, if you are still actively fumbling the same ball you fumbled years ago, then they ask where the issue is. And like I said, I have not seen him publicly speak yet when he's pressed. Then it doesn't come up. And I'll go, oh, there it is, which which kind of means that you are still centered in your way of thinking. And if that's okay, it may be – it just may be, like you said, Javon, who he is. And we have to move on from that, you know. And, and in that, I hope that he, with all of the money that you said he's spending, Corey, absolutely, in these commercials, I see him, I hear him, that when yeah. it's time and he's not – did the chosen party that he can use some of these same dollars to support the person who is? That's what I yeah. hope. I, I uh, hope that, so too. That sounds like a great plan. That's a great. Actually, wow, that's, that's a great plan. I was going to buy Fox News, but um, you know, I don't know. Anyway, wow. y'all, see, see, that's yeah, 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 just backed up what I said. You know, like, yeah. yeah, hey y'all, come with the plan. Like, yeah, Therese, man. Yeah, yeah. Pretty small woman there, you know. I never doubted that. You find out, yeah. I try. What? Yes, I have a lot of women that's around me. I get checked all the time, you know. And it is what it is. But we grow, you know. I grow. I try. Yep. Let everybody know how they can follow you. Uh. Oh man. Okay. Uh. At the real C Groom. On Instagram, uh, the two grumpy men. You know that's a podcast that I'm on, political and hip hop and a bunch of other stuff. And uh, oh, my daughter has a uh, clothing line now. It's uh, yes. you know, it's inspired by the uh, I don't know. We was we were doing uh, educational. We was looking at the rainbow spectrum, electromagnetic light, and we were just talking about the, the different ranges of colors, you know, you know, the extremes. And she was just talking about, well, why this, why people can't be themselves. And I'm sitting oh, there God. like, damn, she thinks I'm going, wow. Yeah. You should be yourself. I think that's what's wrong with people. And so she sat down and she wrote, wrote out the, um, her little slogan to say, I want to put that on a t-shirt, daddy. I said, really? I said, you know what? I can make that happen. <laughs> And, you know, we created a business for her. You know, hopefully, you know, she's six, she's six, so she has time for it to grow. You know, I'm slowly building it for her. And, um, hey, it's her idea. You know, I'm just managing it right now because she's old enough to actually do it on her own. She's on a publishing company, TenGPublishing.com, mobile.TenGPublishing.com. It's actually my wife's company. So, therefore, you know, I'm just in the background. I have women and young ladies that are 
running things. The only thing that is I am responsible for is two grumpy men, and I'm trying to, you know, evolve and to be a smiling man and not be grumpy all the time. But this show, this show makes me smile. I call in here. I'm smiling when I call in here. Look, who runs it? Two ladies. <laughs> you make me smile too, Corey. Hey, Therese, we waiting on you because, you know, I will pop up, you know, get a studio, listen, pop up. Listen, <laughs> it's, listen, it's on its way, bro. Don't worry. I know. Don't worry. I already know. I already know. Bap- well, I will say this about fire, both of you before I go. Y'all do what y'all say y'all going to do, and y'all are genuine at heart. So, you know, if you're going to, you know, people that listen to this show, Understand that, like they mean what they say, and they're actually genuine, and they give a damn. So, if you can't, you know, you have to support things like that. Thank you so much, thank man. You, man. Thank no, you. thank Reggie, you. Let everybody Thanks, know y'all. how they can reach you. I am Therese Michelle across the board on all social media platforms. It's T E R E Z M Y C H E L L E on all social media platforms. And how about you, I am Javon Armstrong on Facebook. You can find me at I am Javon on Twitter. And we are in the basement with Javon and Therese on Instagram. I'm also Jay, I think, on uh, Instagram, my personal page. But I don't, I don't really go on there too much. But um. That's that. And you can follow us on Blog Talk Radio, too. We appreciate that. Tell somebody about the show. And um, I'm going to sign us off with a song we played last week by um, our guest, Devon, who popped up last week. We we were very fortunate to have her come on, the cousin of uh, Anaya Day. And the song is called Love Can Take You a Long Way, and it's really about letting go of the hate and the pain and you know, the country needs healing right now. We all use it. I don't know, waiting for my mouth to heal because, ouch. <laughs> but, um, and the more I talk, the more it's starting to squeak. So I'm going to be real quiet, but I want to remind you all to be worthy of the bullet that's coming to get you. I love you all, man. Love you most love you of back. all, Rezzy. And you, you too, back. Mama, I see you Love my mama. Love you. And, um, Love we you. love you too, baby brother, cousin, Corey. Bond <laughs> <laughs> Williams and Reginald Todd. Love can take you a long way. Reginald Todd.
With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.